let me add my welcome to you, to the All Age Service. Great to see you. Now, the theme, if you remember, I don't know how many All Age Services you've been to, but the theme throughout our All Age Services over the course of the last year is the identity of Jesus. We've been exploring the question of who Jesus is. And this morning is no different. We're going to look at one claim, one outrageous claim, one huge claim that Jesus makes about himself. And it's going to come up on the screen behind me. You see, in the Gospel of John, which is John's account of the life, the death and the resurrection of Jesus, Jesus makes seven outrageous claims that all begin with these two little words at the beginning, I am. And we're going to be taking a look at this one. We're going to read it together. That's the first thing we're going to do. But in fact, actually the setting, let me give you the setting for this verse. Mary and Martha, two sisters, and they've just lost their brother Lazarus. Their brother Lazarus has just died. And Jesus is talking to Mary and Martha. And these are his words, which are both of comfort and of challenge for Mary and Martha. So let's read them together. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? That's the question, and that's the outrageous claim that we're going to be coming back to later on. But before we do that, we've got a few outrageous claims of our own. So here's how it's going to work. It's a little quiz. On the screen, in a moment, an outrageous claim, it's come up already, so here's the claim, hold it there, Norm, no further. This is an outrageous claim, and it's a true claim that has been made by somebody in the congregation here at Long Crendon. In a moment, three pictures and names are going to come up on the screen, and you've got to work out who it is that made this outrageous claim. And just as an incentive... Anyone under the age of 18 who manages to get four or five correct out of five, come and see me at the end. So here's the first one. I was arrested by armed police in Pittsburgh, USA. True claim. Outrageous claim. But who was it? Was it A? (laughs) Helen? Was it B? Grant? Or was it C? Our faithful Pastor Jeff. You've got five seconds to talk and come to a settled answer. Was it A, B or C? Go. Okay, that'll do. If you've got an answer in your head, make sure you're settled on an answer. Let's have a look. Who made this outrageous claim? Jeff Stedman. I don't know why he's proud of that. Sit down, Jeff. Okay, here we go. Outrageous claim number two. It's going to come up on the screen. I have hovered over molten lava above a live volcano. Outrageous claim. But who was it? Let's have a look. Was it A, Roger? Was it B, Lionel? Or was it C, John Paul? Five seconds. Okay, you got a settled answer? Let's take a look. Oh, unexpected, Lionel. 
In a helicopter, I think he was at the time. Anyway, outrageous claim number three. Here it comes up on the screen. At age three, I attempted my own circus act, swimming, swinging, or I should say from the lounge chandelier. The chandelier came down with half the ceiling. Was it A? Is he? Was it B? Eliza? Or was it C? Amy? Which of the girls has been playing circuses? Five seconds. Okay, let's reveal who was it. Amy. Outrageous claim number four. Two more to go. Here we go. I have danced a samba at Rio Carnival in skirt and full headdress. Was it A? Warren, conveniently not around this morning. Was it B? Ken? Or was it C? It seems like we know that one already, so let's reveal it. Not a surprise, apparently, to anyone. Okay, let's go. Last one. Last outrageous claim. I've been a cleaner for David Cameron. Was it A? Martin. B? Liz? Or C? Was it Val? Five seconds. Good, okay, let's have a look. Who was it? Martin. Well, well, well. Give us a little wave if you've got five. Anyone get five out of five? Four out of five? Three out of five? Less than three out of five? Here we go, good. Outrageous claims. And let's have the outrageous claim of Jesus back up on the screen. Because as we think about this claim this morning... Here's the deal. In some ways, it's a little bit similar because it's outrageous. It makes you go, whoa, that's a really big claim. It's also a true claim. As hard as you might find it to believe, some of these claims we just looked at, they are true. And this claim, as we'll come to see, is true. But here's where it's ever so different. The claim that Jesus makes here up on the screen really matters. It really matters. Because, you see... On one level, I couldn't care less if Neil has danced the Sambra at Rio Carnival in a skirt and a full headdress. It's got no real bearing on my life, right? It does not affect me. I might look at Neil in a slightly different way for the next couple of weeks. But really, it has no impact, no bearing at all upon my life. Yet, when we come to look at the claims of Jesus, this really matters. It really matters for every single one of us And it matters not just for now and this life, but as we'll see, it matters for eternity. It matters where we'll spend eternity and how we respond to this claim of Jesus to be the resurrection and the life. We're going to come back to look at that claim in a little bit more detail in the service later on. To Bethany. I tell you, it's better than being sent to Coventry if you're a roving reporter. Too right. This is fascinating. A man has come back from the dead, apparently. There's a real buzz about the place. Everyone's talking about it. A lot of people are talking about believing in this miracle worker. Uh, where is he? Jesus. Sounds amazing, doesn't it? Mm. 
How shall we handle this story? Always the facts. Always the facts, dear boy. Then some interviews with people close to him. You know, proper witnesses, credible witnesses. Okay. What was the dead man's name again? Um, yeah, Lazarus. Lazarus. Did we find out who is his doctor? He's called Dr. David. David. He lives over here. Let's go and see him. Dr. David. Hello, Dr. David. A bit of an odd question. Uh, We're roving reporters and you're Lazarus' doctor, right? Right. What did he die of? Yes, if I'd known that, I might be able to find a cure. He'd been sick for some time and I could not figure out why. But you do believe he was genuinely dead? Genuinely dead. He was genuinely dead. Look, here's a copy of the death certificate. Ah. I wrote that four days ago. This certifies Lazarus is definitely dead. (laughs) Signed, Dr. David, province of Bethany. Looks okay to me. Do you mind if I uh, hang on to that? One more thing, Doctor. What about this Jesus, then? The man who brought him back from the dead? Bit of a rival for you, maybe. I tell you, he's way out of my league. There was already a buzz about the place when he came, because it made a blind man see again, which is impressive enough. Mm. I think we should interview Lazarus. It's not often you get to talk to someone while holding their death certificate. Did you believe in him, this man Jesus? Oh, yes. He came in, claimed to be the one who could bring life in the midst of death, and he did. Mm. Where is he now? I don't know. They say he's around here somewhere, maybe heading for Jerusalem. The authorities are getting very interested in him. Something is definitely brewing. Thanks, Dr. David. What do you reckon? Mm. Should we go and see Lazarus now? I think so. That's his house over there. Over here. Hello. You must be Martha and Mary, Lazarus' sisters. I'm, I'm Martha. But we're roving reporters. Uh, can we speak with Lazarus? Uh, he's resting, I'm afraid. Do you know, he's terribly weak. Mary, what are you cooking? Why, why do you ask? Isn't it obvious? It's just that we'd heard you couldn't cook and that Martha did it all. <laughs> of course I could cook. Hands off, that doesn't mean you can try we're looking after him. We want we to feed him are. up. We're he hasn't him. Not for ages. 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 No. Martha, uh, do you believe that Lazarus will be, you know, okay again, fully oh, recovered? Of course. He's alive. <laughs> well, anyway, and Jesus told us quite clearly that anyone who believes in him, though he, if he dies, he will still live. Hmm. And you, believe, and well, you believed him. He made that him. promise a long time ago, didn't And you he? believed him. I did. And actually, I don't mind telling you that when he came, when he came to the house when Lazarus had died, I went straight out to him and I said, if you had been here, my brother would not be dead. That's how much I believe him. And the thing is, Jesus was able to show us that his promise was true. He was. Yes, he was able to show us. Look, we just spoke with the doctor who showed us his certificate and... Um, He told us that Jesus claimed that he brought life in the midst of death. And we've just told you that Jesus promised that anyone who believes in him will live even though he dies. And Hmm. he did what he said. Jesus is true to his word. He is. 
That food for Lazarus does look really rather good. He can't surely be that hungry, can he? I mean, to miss one little cake? Uh, two small cakes. Should we let them? Sure. Right. Well, you can have them as long as you promise to leave Lazarus alone and believe us that he is alive. He is. Okay. Okay. Mm. Oh, these are delicious. And we Mm. do believe you. It's quite easy, really. Mm. The whole place is buzzing with the news. There's definitely something even bigger going to be happening around here soon, Mm. I reckon. What a lovely cake. It's risen perfectly. Good. If you've got your Bibles, then do open them at John chapter 11, which is where we find the outrageous claim that we've been thinking about already this morning. And I've got a question for you that I'd love you to actually talk about with the person you're sat next to for just one minute. And here's the question. I want you to take your mind back to a moment in life when you were just so excited. A moment when you thought... Life just does not get any better. In fact, this is what life's all about. If the rest of my life was like this, then happy days. You've got one minute to talk with the person next door to you. Good, okay. That'll do, just to give you a little flavour. I want to um, I want to take you back to one of those moments for myself. And it was this, the first day of university. Remember being uh, dropped off by my folks at Loughborough, floor 10, Towers Hall I was. We moved our stuff up. Uh, lifts were busy, so we spent the whole afternoon up and down the stairs to floor 10. Emotional farewells with the parents. And then I remember that moment just collapsing back on my bed, all my gear strewn around the place. Weird feeling, really. Mixture, a bit anxious, not knowing what things were going to be like, what my neighbours were going to be like, what the course was going to be like, what the football was going to be like. But I think the overwhelming emotion was one of excitement. Because I lay there thinking, wow, here's where life really begins, right? I've left home for the first time. I'm independent. I've got a student loan in my back pocket. I've got 12 hours of lectures a week. Got the best sports facilities pretty much in the UK, on my doorstep, I thought, wow, new chapter of life, yeah? Here's where life really begins for Wellesley. I cannot wait for university. But you know what? Sometimes things happen in life that just make you stop and reassess what's truly important. And about two weeks into term, we sat up in one of the rooms upstairs in Towers Hall, and a lad came running in from downstairs and said, have you heard, have you heard? I'm like, no. Go on. And he said, this morning, there was a guy from the hall next door that collapsed and died on the AstroTurf. 18-year-old lad, fresher, first year like me. And there was just a moment of stillness in the room, which I remember so vividly, because I reckon everyone was thinking exactly what I was thinking, just like me. Two weeks before, he was maybe lying there in his bed thinking, wow, the university, new chapter of life, goals, dreams, ambitions, hopes, things I want to do, things I want to experience, things I want to enjoy. And yet it finished. 
there on the AstroTurf for him that day. You see, in the midst of life as we know it, in the midst of all the wonderful things we have to enjoy in life with friends and family and experiences, there is so much to grab hold of in life and enjoy. In the midst of life, we are faced with the great reality of death. We can't escape it. Yet, in the midst of death, in the midst of what is sometimes a dark, broken and painful world, Jesus stands there and he promises life. He promises life to this world. And that is the heart of this claim here this morning. In John chapter 11, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the one that can bring life to this world. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. And then the piercing question at the end, do you believe this? Can you imagine Jesus looking into the eyes of Mary and Martha? Do you believe it? Mary? Martha? Do you believe this? And you see, it's exactly the same question, friends, that goes out to you today. Because the Lord Jesus, who is now ascended and risen and sits in heaven, he looks into your heart this morning and asks you that question. Do you believe that as you're sat here? Do you believe that Jesus is the one that can bring life in the midst of death. See, that's the claim. And what an outrageous claim, is it not? Because it's a claim that matters to every single one of us in this room. And he follows up that claim with a promise. Look, have a look at the verse again. I am the resurrection and the life. That's the claim, says Jesus. This is who I am. And then comes the promise. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. You see, the reality is there at the end of the verse. It's something that we often don't want to speak about or think about or or we try to avoid. But it is a reality. It's the one statistic we can all be sure of, that 100% of all people who are born will die. But Jesus says to Mary and Martha, who this must have been so relevant to them right in that moment, he looks them in the eye and says, he who believes in me will live. You will live even though you die. You see, death is not the end. It is something that will come to us all, physical death, but it's not the end, says Jesus. I'm the resurrection, the life, says Jesus. He who believes in me will live, says Jesus. It is not death full stop. It is death comma. There is life beyond the grave. There is resurrection life. There is life beyond this one. And Jesus stands there before the world and says, it's found in me and me alone. Can you see that? He who believes in me, says Jesus, whoever lives and believes in me, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus stands there and says, it's only in me. There is no resurrection life. There is no life beyond the grave apart from in Jesus. But what a wonderful comfort this morning, is it not? Because Jesus says, if you just believe, just believe in what I've done for you at the cross and through my resurrection, then there is life. But you see, as we saw with the roving reporters, as they asked their questions, and lots of questions, and good questions, there's proof as well. Because Jesus didn't just make an outrageous claim and hope people believe it. He backed it up, didn't he? He showed that he is able to fulfil the claims that he makes this world. And you see, after this conversation with Mary and Martha, he walks up to the tomb of Lazarus. And I'm just going to read out that little section to you, and I'm nearly done now. But what I'd love you to do is put yourself there. 
Don't sit on the outside of this story. Put yourselves in the shoes of the disciple, maybe stood ten yards behind Jesus, as you witness what happens there at the tomb of Lazarus. Do you believe Jesus? Well then, just listen to this, because this is what happened next. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. The Lord said, Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odour, for he's been there four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here. Why? That they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and cloth around his face. Jesus speaks three words, Lazarus, come out. And the great enemy is overcome, death is conquered. And Lazarus just wanders out, strips of linen falling off him, and here he is. Here he is as a witness to the world that Jesus' promises are not empty promises, but they are full promises. Because Jesus is able to deliver on every single one of the good promises that he's made. And he says, I'm the resurrection, the life. And you see, the only question really that matters to me and you, as we're sat here this morning, is the question that he asked Mary and Martha, do you believe this? Because if you do, and I think there's many of you in this room that believe that, that's magnificent, isn't it? Isn't it magnificent? Jesus is the resurrection of life. Let those truths stir your heart. Never become too familiar with the death and resurrection of Jesus. Don't let them become familiar truths. Ponder them. Think about them. Understand what it means to me and you today. And let that glorious truth that Jesus is not dead, he's alive, he's risen, let that stir your heart to a life of worship and witness in this world. And if you're not yet a Christian this morning, if you're still thinking through who Jesus is, then for the last time I'm just going to leave you with the words of Jesus. Because I'd rather you leave with Jesus' words in your head than mine. So this is what Jesus says to you this morning, if you're still thinking it through for yourself. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? We're going to sing our last song in a moment, but I'm going to pray for us um, before we do that. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that Jesus is alive. Thank you that he died for us. Thank you that that was his purpose, his mission. He went to the cross to take away my sin, to take away the sin of my friends, that we might stand before you in glory one day without a sin to our name. But we praise you that Jesus didn't stay dead. Thank you that he's alive, he's risen. Thank you that he rules and reigns all things, reigns over all things. And we look forward and long for that day when we stand with you in glory and enjoy all the benefits that you've won for us through your death and through your resurrection. May we live in light of these truths, we pray. Amen.